Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, MJ Wu AU, of course, with Scotty Boy and Steve-O, the fun train. Uh, We got a nice, lovely episode today for you. Um, we're having our dynasty draft for our league that's happening this weekend. We're really Woo! excited. Yes, draft season, draft season baby. Hey, training camp for rookies started this uh, today, actually. Um, and officially, all training camps start next week. So a lot of news coming out. You know, we got to start making tons of moves. We got to stay on the ball. We're excited, right? This is when it starts to really pick up again. Um, how are you guys doing? You've been having a good summer so far? It's Scott? been a busy summer for yep. sure. A very, busy? very busy summer. Yeah. The wife just residency across country. We're no longer in Texas. We are back in Nebraska, the good life. Um, and uh yeah, I'm I'm doing uh doing some work with the Air Force now. Um, Let's go, baby. Commuting, commuting back and forth between Lincoln and Omaha. It's not terrible. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts between. So yeah, just staying busy. Steve O, fun train. What you been up to? It's been a relatively low-key summer. Um, made a trip to Tampa a few weeks back. Got a couple of weekend trips coming up. NOLA in Seattle here in the next month and a half. So excited about those. And got me a new whip about a month or so ago. So just been riding dirty lately. Just, just living life. Huh. Riding that high. Um, awesome, you guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and start, in, uh, start with our icebreaker, uh, which is going to be sporting events we'd like to to attend. I mean, we could be any kind of sporting event. It could be a championship. Now, we've already done a little randomizer, uh, a little mini draft, and Scott's going to be starting us off, followed by me, then Steve-O, then we're going to reverse it. Uh, Scott, what you got, brother? Yeah, I mean, this is a fantasy football podcast. I think this is a pretty easy 1.01. I'm Low going hanging with the fruit. Super Bowl. Yeah, low-hanging fruit, but it's easy to get and tastes the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, baby. Super Bowl 1.01. Uh, no question. Obviously, I'd want to attend one with my boys in it. Um, but I think any Super Bowl would be really cool to go to. Well, let me ask you really quick before I say mine. Uh, what stadium, uh, Super Bowl host? You know, hosting the Super Bowl would you, would you like to go to the most? Uh, that's tough. I mean, I I would love to be in the Cowboy Stadium. But I think SoFi would be pretty sweet. <laughs> oh um, yeah, SoFi. So is a good choice. Um, I think the new Raiders stadium would be dope in oh. Vegas. Um, definitely not Lambeau filled because I'm not about to freeze my butt off in February. So uh, nowhere where it's outside and cold. Uh, yeah. It would definitely have to be a dome and preferably one of the newer stadiums, I think. Okay. Great choice, man. Um, I'll go ahead and move on mine. If you guys have been keeping up with us, we've talked about you know sports that we really enjoy and love to, um, love to partake in other than football, crazy enough. Um, this one's easy. I've always wanted to go to a FIFA World Cup. And if you guys didn't know... Great choice. Great, yes, great, yes, ex- great value. Choice. Yes, thank yes. you. Uh, next World Cup is being hosted by three countries, Mexico, the United States, and Canada. And you best believe I'm saving every penny I have to go to as many games as I can with that World Cup. Time out real quick. Uh, the next World Cup actually starts in like a day and a half it's the fifa women's world cup 
men's Australia, New Zealand. Name. Yes, sorry. Yes. The next up. You want some clarification? <laughs> no, that, that's fine. No, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely can't wait for the men's World Cup to come to the US, Mexico, and Canada. And I agree. I'm going to try and go to games as well. Um, but yes, uh, shout out to the US women's national team. Let's go, ladies. Three, three in a row, baby. Um, it starts Thursday night. The first US game is Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, I believe that's central time. But uh, let's let's cheer on our ladies to three in a row, baby. All right, Steve-O? Yeah, great pick, MJ. That probably would have been my 101, so great, great value there. Thank you. Um, I'm going with Wimbledon. It is such a classic wow. championship and sport. Um, obviously, just wrapped up this past Sunday. Um, Shout out Alcaraz. Killed it. Yeah, amazing matchup. Um but yeah, absolutely. I think will be my number one pick. And with my second pick, um, you know, trying to make a uh, a decision based off of what I can see you guys picking, um, I'm going to go ahead and grab a. I'm going to take the Olympics. I'm going to go with the Olympics. Um, they happen, uh, and I guess let me get a little more specific. I'll uh, I'll take the Summer Olympics. Um, so that was one of my sleeper picks. <laughs> I'm actually a, kind of I didn't. Okay, <laughs> great pick. There's uh, so many events that's just like bringing the world together, similar to the World Cup. So I feel like I'm starting out pretty strong. Wimbledon and Summer Olympics. Back to you, MJ. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're starting off really strong. Uh, listen, this one's easy. If I can't go to the Super Bowl, um, I'm going to the national championship for college football. Great choice. And yes, um, and oh, I I don't know. It's just there's so much passion, especially in the United States for football, college football specifically. Um, of course, all three of us are pretty diehard Auburn fans for Eagle. Um, or Eagle, baby. And oh, gosh, there's just something about it. Can't beat it cannot beat the the thrill the agony um yes yeah, scott what 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 you got well, so as you say a couple things uh first of all next time auburn makes it to the natty the three of us right now let's make a pack we're going we'll okay. airbnb it up we're, we're going next time auburn's in the natty we're there um and the startup dynasty league that we're about to talk about um all 12 members uh went to auburn um so we all have that in common in this uh in this dynasty league here so um that's pretty yeah, cool that's that's but a good fact yeah you you made you made my next choice easy because i was between a college football natty and my next favorite professional uh sport championship and that'd be the world series uh huge baseball fan here um i hate that i missed out on the braves beating the astros in houston in game six i was really close to buying a 350 dollars standing room ticket only driving six hours and going to an opposing uh, team stadium and cheering the Braves on by myself. Um, kind of wish I would have done it, but uh, the next time the Braves are in the series, I'm, I'm going. It's it's going down, baby. Let's go World Series. A great pick, Scott. I mean, yeah, World Series, and I know you you love your Braves, man. You love your Braves, and I'm gonna say mine's my next one is is a recent hobby I've been picking up. Or well, uh, wait, is, is, is Steven getting the third round reversal here? Yeah, you know we're doing the third round reversal. Steven, <laughs> yeah. what you got? Steven's bad, getting maybe. his third round reversal here. Yeah, so to reflect our upcoming startup draft, where we are implementing the third round reversal, <laughs> using that inform here. 
Um, I'm going to go probably with the sleeper pick. I'm going with the Formula One Monaco Grand Prix. Um, another international sports. Um, it's one of those that I don't even watch every race, but there's just some some kind of spirit about these races, about the sport, where it's just so fun. And if you haven't watched uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix, please watch it. You'll get into this. Again, such a just strange but awesome sport. And Monaco is where all of the celebrities go to it's just uh one of the more unique circuits that they have and uh yeah would be awesome to be on one of those yachts uh oh yeah baby and i know you'd be on a yacht man (laughs) um mine i'm thankful i was i was had a feeling you were going to say what i was going to say but easy peasy a recent hobby i picked up the last year the masters i would absolutely probably a great value pick just not a big golf guy yeah, I, I understand that. I've, like I said, I've been just this past year. I don't know. I'm getting older. I feel like going out to golf, you're just literally just in silence. You, you get in nature. And man, there's so much history behind the Masters. So much, so much history. And that's definitely one sporting event I would love to go to. I've entered the lottery every year since, well, I think college. So, and I, I've never gotten it. So, yeah, so uh, MJ stole the one I was going to go with. So, so great, great draft pick there. Thank um, you. And yeah, it's 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 cool because you know you can't just go on StubHub and buy tickets to it. Like MJ said, you got to enter a lottery. You got to you got to earn the tickets. Um, and I agree with MJ. Like I recently have gotten a little bit more into golf. I wish I had more time and money to play it because um, it is a lot of fun. You know, not only is just smashing the ball a ton of fun, but it's it's one place where you can like drive around in a golf cart and drink too. Oh yeah, uh, with baby. your buddies. So like that's a great time and part of the fun. Um, I I used to not really be in uh get into watching golf on TV, but um it's chill, man. Sunday afternoon, uh you know, outside of football season, throw on the golf, pop open a beer, and and just just enjoy. Um. Having said all that, uh, I had to rack my brain a little bit. I think I'm going to go back to uh, what Steven said earlier with Summer Olympics. And I think I got to go with Winter Olympics. Um, It's one of those things that comes around every four years, just like the World Cup. Um, And it's country versus country, which I get into any kind of tournament that's like that. And so, um, yeah, let's, let's go Winter Olympics to wrap it up. Oh, great. Great selections, everybody. Um, And I think one of the funny things is, you know, picking back to back to back, you know, sandwiched in between each other. Me and Scott are literally the 10th and 11th pick. Meanwhile, Steve-O, SES Fun Train's out there at pick three, which he's probably going to trade me, I think he said. So, awesome icebreaker, you guys. Uh, We're moving straight into our trade alert. Scott, what's been happening with a couple of our leagues here? Yeah, so this is actually specific to a league that uh, MJ and I are in, the one that that uh, he suckered me into joining. Um, we've had some pretty massive trades. Hey, wait, listen, it, it didn't take much to convince you. I just had to send you your roster, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think we've gone over that roster a couple times, so we, we don't need a we don't need to beat a dead horse. It's a really good roster, but um, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire through these trades, and I'm looking for you guys to tell me which side of the trade you're on and if it's close or not. And this okay. is just kind of to give our listeners a feel of some dynasty trades that have legitimately gone through uh in in a super flex ppr dynasty league um so the first one we've got tyree kill 
and a 2024 third for Calvin Ridley, Khalil Herbert, and a 24 second. Steven. Tyreek Hill, and I'm not even thinking twice about it. MJ. If I'm, if I'm a, especially if I'm a contender, I'm getting the Hill side of this. Seriously. Wow. I agree with both you guys. I I like the Hill side of this trade. Um, The next one is Ramondre Stevenson for Camara and a 25 first. And I will asterisk this with this happened before we found out that Dalvin Cook was going to the Patriots. So Stevenson for Camara and a 25 first. Well, he's highest odds. Yeah. I don't think that that's been confirmed by anyone. Highest odds (laughs) right now. I thought that was the latest news. That, that does not actually no, happen again. Not, that's not been confirmed. I misread that. Um, Scratch what I just said, listeners. But I'm it guessing, hasn't happened yet, but that's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. I'm guessing this trade probably happened though before the Camara uh, update on his uh, ruling. It so, did. Yep. I... I think I'm probably actually taking the Camara side of the trade. Um, again, I think it's maybe a lot of it is it, actually it is dependent on whether you're competitive or not. But assuming you are competitive, um, I think Camara has a great chance to have a really, really good season with uh, with Derek Carr at the helm. Easy. Yeah. L- listen, despite Kamara getting up in age, you're getting a seasoned player who is experienced in the system and future equity. A 25 first on top of that for a single player? Yeah. Listen, that's a smash trade. I'm taking the Kamara 25 first side. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what we know now, I'm not thinking twice on this one. Um, I'm not thinking twice about Dalvin Cook or possible suspension to Kamara, you know, however many games it is. Give me the Kamara in the 25 first. Uh, I always avoid the Patriots' backfield. Um, and you, I, I think Kamara and Stevenson are pretty close. Give me the first on top of that. So, yeah, Kamara first for me. The next one we have is Kyle Pitts for TJ Hawkinson, straight up. That's the worst trade I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, probably, okay, I'm drastic. It's not the worst trade I've ever heard of, but I think that that's absolutely ridiculous. And someone really just took advantage of Kyle Pitts having an offseason due to horrendous quarterback play and being one of the least pass-happy offenses in the entire league. But uh, Kyle Pitts, I believe, is 22 years old and has Drake London as his only competition competition in the receiving game, whereas TJ Hawkinson has Justin Jefferson and now Jordan Addison. So at best, is going to be the third receiver. So for me, horrible trade for whoever went for that. But uh, yeah, Pitts all the way. Yeah, listen, uh, someone lucked out, getting someone who just got burned by Pitts. I mean, that's all it is in the Atlanta and, and offense. I think that's 100% what it was. Somebody got uh, burned by Pitts. I think his team name even had something to do with Pitts in it. Um, but uh, yeah, give me the Pitts side of this trade. Side, even though I'm, I'm high on Hawk, um, I'm not that high. Uh, Pitts for, for Dynasty for sure, um, for everything that you guys said. Um, the next one we have uh, Evan Ingram and a 24 third for Dalton Schultz and Shoemaker. Evan Ingram, again, I think this is a smash accept. Uh, 2024 third, you can throw that in the trash. And then Shoemaker, you can also throw him in the trash. So Ingram versus Schultz. Schultz had a really good late year last year, but he's going to be on the Texans getting thrown by a rookie. 
Ingram has got Lawrence and coming off a great end of the year last year. So Ingram all the way, not to mention the contract that he just signed. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was for sure done before the contract, but this was definitely before the contract. But I mean, Ingram signed all the way here. I mean, he finished like he was popping. He had multiple tight end one weeks. And you think another, that was the first year in this system. And now that's just crazy to me. Ingram all the way. I won't, I won't delve in yep. more. That's four for four. I also agree with you oh guys. Uh, and, I, and, and I was the Ingram side of that trade. Um, so mm-hmm. I gave up Schultz and Shoemaker. I think that Shoemaker is going to be the blocking tight end. I actually believe in Ferguson. Um, we'll see how that actually plays out in Dallas this year. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I like Ingram this year. Um, and I'm, I'm down on Schultz for sure. Um, so I actually, I paired him with Dalton Kincaid. I'm looking for a little rookie uh, veteran one, two tandem there. So very nice. Uh, this next one is probably, I would say the juiciest of all the ones that we have. Um, one side got uh, Herbert, Justin Jefferson, and Saquon Barkley uh, for Mahomes, AJ Brown, Joe Mixon, and a 24 first. Oh, Justin Herbert. Make yes, sure. sorry, not Justin Khalil. Herbert, not Khalil. Justin Herbert. Sorry, and say say both sides one more time. Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley for Patrick Mahomes, AJ Brown, Joe Mixon, and a twenty-four first. I mean, how how did this trade go through? That seems like massive pile of bullshit for whoever received Patrick Mahomes. Uh, AJ Brown, Joe Mixon, and a 2024 first for basically, but arguably equally or lesser players on the other side of the trade without a draft pick. So, yeah, I mean, this is actually, I think, worse than the Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, Juicy, but I I don't know who you guys are playing with, but this is uh, is (laughs) absolutely wild. Yeah, this one's see, I could yeah, the first just throws it off. I agree. The first completely throws this off. I mean uh, gosh, I mean I've seen we've seen drafts where Justin Jefferson has gone nearly like in the top three picks, right? And I, yeah, I will take the Patrick Mahomes side of this. I'll take I'll take the established crazy phenom QB, the future equity. The guy who, well, Mixon hadn't signed his re-signed, restructured his contract yet. I mean, he just got a bargain in there, and I mean, maybe Herbert breaks out with the new offense. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Justin Jefferson, of course, is gonna is gonna play his game, but I mean, Jefferson, goal. Jefferson, and uh, Barkley, Barkley are obviously both one tier above their counterparts in the trade. I would say, but not, you know leaps and bounds apart where it makes up for yeah. where Patrick Mahomes the, the just the sheer the sheer security that Patrick Mahomes gives you at the quarterback position. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I take Mahomes right here. Yeah. Uh five or five. Um I think you guys hit the nail on the head. The 24 first throws this trade completely off for me. Um if it was Herbert, JJ Barkley for Mahomes, AJ Brown mixing straight up, um, I'm strongly considering either side. Um to be fair, this trade happened before the Mixon news, before he re-signed with Cincy. Um, so I would say that just beefs up the Mahomes side of this trade even more. Um, but 
yeah, if you throw the 24 first out, I think it's a lot closer with the 24 first in there. It's the Mahomes side of the trade, and it's not close. Um, trade six, we have Montgomery and a 24 first for Sanders, Gibson, and Bigsby. So this is the running back trade here. Huh. Say that again. Montgomery and a 24 first for Sanders, Gibson, and Bigsby. It's a pretty gross trade. Um, Dang. I, you know what? I'm actually, I, I'm going to take the, the Monty side of this and the 24 first. Was it 24 first? 24 first. Monty and 24 first, like, even though you're getting, honestly, three pretty solid players at the other end of that deal, I mean, we still don't know if Gibson is actually going to produce on the, under that offense. Bigsby, you're getting a, you know, that's already a committee there. And you're, he's an unproven rookie on top of that. I'd rather, I'd rather get Monty, who signed a large contract, and we've already seen Williams produce exceptionally well in the goal line uh, position right there. I mean, I don't think Gibbs is built for a goal line there. I think Monty's going to eat it. And some future equity, like, for me, easy. Monty and 24 first. Yeah, I think I'm breaking this into two parts. One is kind of looking at Sanders and Gibson for a 2024 first. I think when you look at it like that, I'm going with the 2024 first, and then that leaves David Montgomery versus Tank Bigsby and give me the guy who's going to get playing guaranteed playing time with the Lions versus the backup rookie running back. So um, maybe in the shocker of the night, I'm going to take the draft pick in, uh, in Monty. Yeah, I thought for sure Steven was going to differ from us here. I agree. I'm Monty in the 24 first. Um, the only way I think you consider this trade is if you are super weak on running backs and you are trying to compete now. Um, but I, I got to take the Monty in the 24 first side of this trade, um, you know, not knowing any outside factors. Cool. Um, second to last one. Okay. Uh, we have Kyle, Kyler Murray and Sutton for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Keenan Allen and two twenty-five seconds. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just another trash trade. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what people are doing out there, but um, throw out the twenty twenty-five seconds. Throw out Sutton. Um, so we got Keenan Allen and Aaron Rodgers for Kyler Murray is what I'm looking at, and give me Kyler Murray all day, even with the. Uh, risk that's there i mean yeah i'll have to take kyler here this is a i mean we're thinking of maybe uh, a one-year rental for rogers which at his current adp heck it dynasty startups hell of a deal but uh, kyler's still young we've already seen what he can do and uh he still has a lot of time to play so i'm, I'm on the kyler side of this yeah i think Man, I have to agree with you guys again. Just I think Kyler Murray um, makes makes this trade. Uh, if you are a hundred percent win now, the Rogers Allen in the two twenty five seconds actually makes a little bit of sense because I, I think you're not going to get as much out of Murray and Sutton as you would out of Rogers and Allen this year. But for dynasty purposes, give me the Murray and Sutton side of this trade. All right, uh, last but certainly not least, um, this is another trade that I was involved in. Um, on one side, we've got Bryce Young, a 26 second and third for Howell, Jerry Judy, and a 25 first. 
Yeah, I think this is one that you showed me. And yeah, I'm, I'm taking, again, remove the trash, remove the 2026 second. Like, why was that even part of the trade? Uh, 26 second and third. Uh, even worse. Uh, and who is after Judy? How old Judy and who? 25 first. I mean, I don't think it's absolutely bonkers, which I think I did initially. But, I mean, still give me Bryce Young side of the trade just because, uh, I mean, Sam Howell, I think is a complete dart throw. Jerry Judy could have a good year, but I think he's a wide receiver too at absolute best. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, I think I'm just going to take the kind of safe quarterback side of the trade. Yeah, give me the 101 in a 2023 NFL draft. I will absolutely take Bryce Young here. I am, and I, I even have, you know, some context from Scott of uh, this team too. So I, I will absolutely take Bryce Young here. I think he is knock on wood, but definitely more of a safe, surefire pick than Howell. Judy, I agree with you, Steve O. I think maybe he, I don't think he ever cracks wide receiver one. Wide receiver two, high end wide receiver two this year, maybe. Um, so Bryce Young all the way, baby. I'm all in. Yep. Uh, well, that's a solid eight for eight. Um, I was the never before side, the, the receiving side of the of the Bryce Young uh, in that trade. I I went ahead and paired him with Justin Fields and Jared Goff. So he's he's sitting there competing with Goff for my QB two spot. Um, I really hope it wasn't the same guy doing all these trades because someone seems like someone just got royally screwed over again and again. It, it it wasn't, um, but uh, Judy was my fourth best wide receiver. Um, so it, it it really wasn't a lot for me. And I'm trying to compete this year, so giving up the 25 first, it wasn't the 24 first that I gave up. So I, I mean, I was okay with that. The true Scott fashion um, gave up nothing. Okay, I didn't give up nothing. Judy is going to be an every week starter. How could be a QB two this year? Okay, 25 first is a first. Okay, as you have learned, first are actually worth something. How is not a QB2? How is not a QB2? I said, I I didn't say he is. I said he could be. Okay. I don't don't think he can be. I don't think it's in the realm of possibility. I definitely (laughs) think it's in the realm of possibility. It's 100% in the realm of possibility. Um, But having said all that, we are going to move to Steven for Bumble Rumble. All right. Let's get rumbling, guys. Oh, yeah. Just another recap of what we're doing here. I'm going to give you two players. Um, but only their ages and their location. Little ASL minus the S um, because they're all guys. Um, and you're going to tell me which you're going to swipe left on and which you're going to swipe right on. Right, good, left, bad. Um, a little more context. These are all guys that I, and this is without doing any kind of research, I would say they're probably within four rounds of ADP without okay. actually confirming that. Um, and all but one of the couples is within one year of each other. Um, and I'll tell you which one that is. Um, so yeah, so within four rounds of ADT and all but one, uh, within one year age wise within each other. So, um, pair number one, age 25, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, age 27, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Give me the 27 year old. Give me the 27 year old, baby. Is it Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? Uh, Deontay Johnson and Kenny Pickett. 
Oh. How do you guys feel about that one? I still good. Give me Johnson. Give me Johnson. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, pair number two. This is where um, actually scratch that. I think now that I'm looking at it, I think everyone is within one year of each other for this entire segment. So um, that Got makes it. it better. Uh, age 23. Orchard Park, New York. Age 23. Orchard Park, New York. <laughs> what? I mean... If they're the same age in the same location, how can we differentiate? So, I mean, I think we're talking... Um, dart throw, just dart throw, player A or player B. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think it's James Cook and maybe Dalton Kincaid. Um, give, oh, me, give, me da- give, give me Dalton Kincaid. Uh, you, you can't, you have to go with A or B. Give me B. All right, give me A. I'm swapping right on A. A was James Cook, B was Dalton Kincaid. Um, yeah, let's that's go. A, that was a silly one, but just I, I, I'm still I, I'm still okay. I actually own both of them in one league and Kincaid in two, so let's go. All right, that, uh, pair number three, age twenty-two, East Rutherford, New Jersey, also age twenty-two, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, uh, give me the Georgia player. No, Easy. give me give me East Rutherford. Is it Garrett Wilson and Drake London? It is Garrett Wilson and Kyle Pitts. Oh, oh. still give me Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm pretty happy. We, I'll take the tight end here. Decent. All right. All right. Not mad. Not mad. That's good. I'm not mad. Um, pair number four, age 27, Santa Clara, San Fran. Well, Santa Clara, California, a.k.a. San Francisco 49ers. Got it. Um, age 26, Glendale, Arizona. Okay. Uh, I think I know the players. Uh, I'll, I'll take the 26 year old from Arizona. Give me the 27 year old from the 49ers. We got Debo Samuel. Debo versus Marquise I, Brown. Oh, I was thinking Marquise Brown. I actually thought I was thinking IU, but I think I'll still take Debo over Hollywood. MJ, are you upset about that one? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, he, I don't know who else they're going to pass to. I, I'm okay. I'm okay yeah. with it. I would much rather have the, the high octane offense, but I'm still happy. I'm still happy. Okay. Um, All right. Age 24, Kansas City, Missouri. Age 24, North Englewood, Maryland. Uh, Oh, give me um, Maryland. I think I know who's a Maryland player. I'll take the Kansas City player. Is it... Kadarius Tony and Brian Robinson. How do you guys feel about your choices? I'm happy with I'm, I'm happy with Tony. I'm not a Tony believer, man. I I'm not. Sorry, I'm I'm a, I'm a Sky Moore truest, so that means I'm a I'm out on Tony. Um, age 25, Chicago, Illinois. Age 26, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh man, this one's got. You said twenty-six Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five Chicago. Oh god, is it's is it Kirk and um, uh, DJ Moore? Give me, DJ give me, Moore. give me Chicago. Give me Chicago. Give me DJ. Give me, give, yeah, I'll just give me Chicago. Try to stump you guys on this one. Khalil Herbert and Christian Kirk. Ooh, how do you guys feel about that one? Uh, I think uh, give me Herbert, man. I. 
I think it's I think it's Calvin Ridley one, Ingram two, Kirk three. That's that's me. We'll see what actually unfolds, but I think Kirk is the third best option. And, and right now, it's, dude, Herbert's a beast. It's, I it's Herbert's job to lose right now. It's Herbert's job to lose. I didn't think you throw us off with a a mixed pairing there. I, yeah. yeah, more more's right in that age range. So, um, last but not least, age twenty nine, Dallas, Texas. Age twenty eight, Tampa, Florida. Uh, give me, give me, um, Tampa, Florida. I think I know who the two are. Yeah. Is give me the co- age here. Give me the 28. Is, is it Godwin and cooks? It is Brandon cooks and Baker Mayfield. Are we super flex? How do y'all feel about that one? If it's super flex, give me the quarterback. I think cooks is far enough down that I want the quarterback. It's yeah, hard. I would take the quarterback if we we're explicitly saying super flex, but that offense is kind of up in the air. I would much rather have Cooks here, to be honest. Unless, unless it was explicitly stated super flex, then you, well, you mix the positions again on us. Yeah, didn't didn't trick oh. y'all up too much, but uh, yeah, that was a fun round again. And now we're gonna go to the. Real fun part of the pod today. We're going to turn it over to MJ with our draft preview. Oh, yeah, baby. So listen, everybody. Uh, we got, of course, the What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're starting our Superflex Dynasty League this Saturday. Um, and really, we have a mix of experienced and inexperienced dynasty managers. I mean, I would say mostly inexperienced. I think only the um, three of us are... Largely. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure only the three of us have done Dynasty. And some uh, people who haven't done Fantasy Football, too. Uh, that's correct. No, one person. I think all, one person. all have done Fantasy Football. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so what we're doing, we're working. Uh, we're going to get as many uh, rounds as we can. we got five minutes between each pick to allow for trading, of course. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, the question is, what can we expect from this but the unexpected? Right, I think this is going to be one of the more off-the-wall drafts. I've been thinking more and more about it, um, just because I really don't know what to expect f- outside of the first round. Yeah, I think uh, we've obviously done a fair amount of mock drafts ourselves, um, and I think maybe uh, have gotten probably a false sense of safety, because I think the more that we... Uh, are getting closer to the draft. I think the more it's going to get, honestly, I think it's going to be the wild, wild west. And and I think oh, yeah. you're right, MJ. I think after the first round, I think the second round is going to be quite the shocker. And uh, I'm looking forward to the world turning being turned. Oh, oh yeah, baby, I'm I, excited. I think fair is an understatement. We have done way more than a fair amount of mock drafts. Uh, we've <laughs> we've done we've done. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was triple digits at this point. But um, I agree with you, Stephen. I think. Uh, me for sure. I feel like I'm falling into a false sense of security, a little bit complacency. Um, I, I'm at the point now where I'm building like plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, if this happens in this round, I'm going this way. If this happens this round, I'm going this way because I have no idea what other people are thinking at this point. Um, and I would say things are going to get crazy as early as the end of round one. Um, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing in round one. I, I actually think that my first pick is the easiest pick in the entire draft. Absolutely. Um, 
uh, I have a good idea of what MJ's game plan is, but when it gets to the 1.12 with Harry and then he has a second pick right there on the turn, I think that is where the chips are going to fall for everybody else. Uh, it all comes down to what Harry does on the turn. Yeah, really, really excited. And I mean, uh, just a little bit more information. It's it's half PPR, no tight end premium. Uh, not we we are going to have a defense and a kicker. So you know we're a little bit of traditionalists here. Uh, we live we love our kickers and our defense. Um, and Stephen I, loves the D. <laughs> Stephen does love the D. Um, and I mean, it's I'm just really excited. I I think mainly because in other drafts I can expect some sort of normalcy like people following ADP or not that many people reaching above or beyond. And uh, what we're going to do here is I want to give some of the listeners who may be potentially some of the people who are in our league with us, uh, who are listening, um, a couple tips here and there. Um, and Scott and Steve-O, you're free to join in as you please too. So uh, some of my first ones, nothing's wrong with picking at ADP, which is your average draft pick. Um, if, if people start falling, you know, what's going to happen. You're going to scoop up the value. Um, nothing's wrong with reaching for your players. If you have a specific build in mind and that player isn't at that ADP, or is it, let's say five, seven picks down from the ADP. You know what? If it fits your, if it fits your draft, get that player. I mean, that's one of the best things we do, or we've talked about is building tiers because with tiers, um, it's not just a sense of ADP. There's not numbers to players. It is these quality players can output this amount of points to you, to you, your tiers, right? And you can base your picks off that. Um, you guys have any uh, uh, tips you can throw in? Definitely want to reiterate the tiers. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think whenever you limit yourself to rankings, you tend to, I think, just kind of lock in on, oh, shit, this player is ranked higher than this player. I got to go with the higher ranked player. I think with tiers, it's a lot more individual-based, based on team needs. If you have, you know, a quarterback, sorry, bad example. If you have a running back that's in the same tier as a wide receiver and you already got a couple of wide receivers on your team, maybe you lean towards the running back. So. Um, I think just kind of, again, kind of looking at uh, those players in a little bit larger groups. And uh, and from there, you can kind of target team needs while also still considering value. So I'm going to throw this little tip out there. Um, for us, this is a league where we actually, to some extent, all kind of know each other or we at least all have each other's phone numbers. Like I, I would say there's one person in the league that I haven't officially met in person, but uh, we were all in show choir with his wife. Um, and so like we all, ha- we have a very close connection to Auburn. Um, and I, I would say a lot of us have even a closer connection to that. Uh, if you're in a league like this, start to study the other players as best you can get a kind of a feel of what they're going to do. Like, if you are leading up to the draft right now, texting other people and trying to fill out like some trades, I feel like you're kind of missing out. Um, I've definitely been hit up by a couple of people already. I've probably talked to at least everybody in the league just to kind of see uh, where their heads are at. Um, or at least you talk I- to them, they may not have talked back. 
Mm. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've definitely sent a couple <laughs> texts and haven't got responses. That's fine. That That's going to happen. Um, but I, I think it's very good to kind of see where people's heads are at. I know there's definitely one person in the league that has sent a very similar trade to almost everybody in the league um, trying to acquire a second first in the startup. So we'll see if it happens. Uh, I, I mean, the trade that came my way, I definitely thought about it for a second, but um, it's it's going to be interesting because I think, you know, going back to the experience versus the inexperience, you know, MJ, Steven, and I, I would say we're experienced, but we've done we've we've done one full year of a dynasty league um mj's done a couple leagues but he's only done it for what a year as well yeah a couple years um everybody else this yeah i say everybody else this is their first time where they can actually trade draft picks so um we're gonna see i i feel like it's gonna be like our first dynasty draft where we're gonna hit probably rounds five or six and then trades are just going to fly um I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one or two happen pre-draft, uh, but I, I'm not expecting as many as there are like offers being thrown out there right now. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's going to be spicy, and that's why, like I said, I, I'm exceptionally excited. I'm a little giddy. I mean, we at least I think the the greatest tip we gave everyone is pick your QBs, like. We're talking about the the top scores of the league. Hey, if you want to pick, what did we see last year? If you want to pick, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. If you want to pick, like last year, if you want to pick Jonathan Taylor at pick one hundred and one, I mean, have at. Is that what happened? He was one hundred and one. Yeah, one hundred and one and one hundred and two were uh, Taylor and Chase. Wow. Yeah, it's hard that, to believe. That's how you got. That's how you got Mahomes at five. Okay, you didn't just like walk into that. They gave him to you. I mean, in- insanity. But that, that's what that's what comes with drafts. You don't. You never know what's going to happen. And someone might be. Someone might reach for my pick at eleven, which I have consistently gotten in nearly every mock draft. So <laughs> I. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy if somebody reaches for your pick at eleven. I I I don't hate your pick at eleven or who I think you're getting, but. Um, like I said, I think I have the easiest pick uh, in the world at 10. Um, it's very simple. I think there are 10 players that are in a collective big uh, tier one, uh, eight quarterbacks and two wide receivers, and one of those 10 is going to fall to me, and, and that's who I'm going to take. Easy. Easiest pick in the draft. Yeah, easiest pick. And um, listen, if you guys have any questions, I mean, I'm just reaching out to listeners who might be in our draft, just text us. And if you don't feel good about a trade, no, in my in my honest opinion, both sides should feel a little iffy about the trade after the fact. But also, both sides should feel good too. You shouldn't be yes. like, "Oh, I just made that trade, instant regret," and then the other side's like, "Oh, this is the best trade ever." Just destroyed that. Um, and you heard, uh, you heard how uh, how the trades in this other league that we discussed earlier went, where we all unanimously unanimously agreed on every single trade. So. Proceed with caution when you trade. You know, we can give objective advice as much as possible, mm-hmm. but just be smart and use your gut. If if you've got friends or you're in another league to consult those people that are outside the league completely, like, hey, I'm in this other league. This is the trade offer. This is what I'm thinking about doing. What would you do in this situation? And kind of you know, gauge somebody else's opinion that's not in the league. 
Oh yeah. So we got a long couple. Wait, we're drafting for four hours Saturday. The plan. The two. plan is four hours. Yeah, ten to two, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride that uh, I, I think is is gonna be a great foundation for. Uh, gosh, this this dynasty league that we're that everyone's gonna get an experience with, and hopefully have some you know awesome memories that we could tell. Um, you guys have anything else? I think that's a pretty good preview for this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I mean, we we wanted to, to to hype it up a little bit without giving away our own strategies. You know, like I think at this point, the three of us have a pretty good idea of where we're at in our draft positions and what we're trying to do. At least, I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to do through like round ten. But honestly, you get to a point where you have to pivot one way or the other, um, and I, it's all going to come down to draft day and, and how other people are uh, are making picks. Oh yeah, baby. SES, anything else? Yeah, I think just continue to do as much research as you can before Saturday. I think just, you know, I know we talked about doing tiers versus rankings, but I think it's good to have an idea of how people rank. I personally like pull together a spreadsheet of consolidated rankings and from there kind of form my own opinions. So yeah, I think just look at what's out there, look at news, look who is injured, who's coming off an injury. And uh, yeah, like I said, just kind of soak up as much as you can prior to draft day. But at the end of the day, why I have mixed feelings on mock drafts is that you can do a thousand of them, but ultimately they're not going to be like real life. Yeah, yep. I, I second what Steven said there. Uh I'm landing this one specific player at my spot. I would say nine out of every 10 mocks on draft day. It's probably gonna be that one out of 10 where that one player is not who I end up getting at 10. So um, mock a lot to kind of get an idea of who lands around your spot, but be flexible on draft day. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, So hope everyone's hyped. We're hyped and we're ready to go. We've done our homework. Um, Scott, we're moving on to MFK. Lead us with a good one. All right. Well, I'm going to continue with the theme I've been doing in the off season and trying to pair uh, monthly themes. So, of course, we got July, middle of summer, talking about some America independence, 4th of July. And what do people do on the 4th of July? They go crazy and they shoot off fireworks. Uh-huh. Fingers uh, here that, uh, that deal with We'll just say, quote unquote, fireworks. So the first one, we got Sparks Fly by Taylor Swift. We got Spark by Ed Sheeran. And of course, we got Firework by Katy Perry. MFK. Oh, uh, I'm going to go first because I only know one of these songs. So (laughs) it's going to be, this is a, I'm going to go with Firework with Katy Perry. Um, I have very fond memories of listening to Firework in steve-o's car his new car the first time he got a, a car um that old honda and i go you know ed sheeran's always a banger i'm not a really big fan of taylor swift I, i've never <laughs> i've never been a swifty i've I, I just can never get into her music so she's gonna be my kill and friends with benefits spark by ed sheeran <laughs> Yeah, count me in. Take take two for what MJ said. Um, Firework by Katy Perry. I know the best, and it's uh, it's a classic uh, early two thousand tens bop. 
Um, I honestly, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm guessing I've heard Sparked by Ed Sheeran, but I definitely don't know what it is. But Ed only puts out bangers. Um, I am a pretty big Taylor Swift fan, but not a big, what is the album? Is it Sparks Fly? Yeah, it's one of her original ones. I can't remember exactly which album Sparks Fly comes from, but it was one of her original albums. Speak Now, that's the album. Um, yeah, I actually just listened to it real, really quickly, and it's just, yeah, it's not my vibe. So I've got to kill Sparks Fly. Oh, man. You guys. All right. First of all, your homework is you got you got to listen to Sparks Fly by Taylor Swift. No, it probably uh, doesn't crack my top 10. I would say, like Steven, I am actually a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I'm a Swifty. I'm a bigger Ed Sheeran fan for sure. Um, but having said all that, uh, my Mary is actually going to be Ed Sheeran Spark. Um, it's off of his new album, um, uh, uh, which is Subtract. And if you haven't listened to that album, it's great. Um, I love it. There are probably like five or six songs that I think could easily be top 40 hits, but um, Spark is one of them. I think it's a really good song. Um, listen to it if you haven't. Highly recommend. Uh, I got a Friends of Benefits uh, Firework by Katy Perry. I mean, classic. We did it all in uh, in singers. Um, I remember it was one where Steven and I split the front row, so a little ginger power uh, dancing across from each other. And, uh, you know, it, this is this is rare ground for me, but I'm, I'm actually going to have to kill the Taylor Swift song, Sparks Fly. It's a, it's, it's a great song. But like I said, it doesn't crack my top 10 of hers. Maybe top 20. Um, it's a good one. Like I would definitely listen to it. Uh, and I get why Steven says it's not his vibe. It's definitely more of her like country pop um, vibe than more so her like pop and definitely different from her newer stuff. But um, it's, it's a banger. And I think any true Swifty knows what Sparks Fly is by Taylor Swift. But uh, anyways, uh, Steven, what you got? Well, Barbie premieres in a couple of days. And I'm absolutely stoked for this movie. It's going to be maybe not a hot take. I think probably the movie of the year. Um, the amount of hype is crazy. Star power is crazy. If you Google Barbie, see what happens. It's just taking over everywhere. Um, so with that, 100 hottest blonde actresses per IMDb with the theme of Barbie. Um, I got three of the top four per that 100 list. Brooklyn Decker, Amanda Seyfried, and Alicia Cuthbert, MFK. Okay, I don't... What was the last name? The last person? Alicia Cuthbert, uh, known for uh, Girl Next Door, 24, the TV series, amongst others. Uh, Amanda Seyfried was in Mamma Mia. She was in Les Mis. Um, blanking on other movies, but she's been in quite a bit. Brooklyn Decker, I think, has actually only been in one movie because she's a model, an actual yes. actress. Um, she was with Just Go With It is the movie with Adam Sandler. She was Adam Sandler's fiance, I believe. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, Alicia Cuthbert, I wish I. Oh, wait. That, she was a girl next door? <laughs> oh, well, I, I did to... have a crush with her when <laughs> that movie came out. Um, I, hmm. Listen, I actually have a. I had a bigger crush on Amanda Seyfried 
She'll be my Mary. And friends with Benchafitz, Brooklyn Decker, because I actually had a a little crush on her when she was on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Um, And although I do remember some memories, because Girl Next Door dropped in 2004, Mm -hmm. which is insanity. That would have placed me at like 11 years old. Yeah, puberty Um, Yeah, puberty was hitting hard. But I'll have to to kill Alicia, sadly. But I'm pretty happy with my selection. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, no, I, I disagree with MJ. Um, <laughs> I, not gonna lie. I did have to, uh, Google Brooklyn Decker, but as soon as Steven said, she's Adam Sandler's counterpart in, uh, just go with, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I, I have to marry Alicia, uh, Cuthbert, uh, huge 24 fan. And that's actually the first thing that I recognized her from. She played, uh, Jack Bauer's daughter. Um, and, yeah, Girl Next Door came out. I remember the famous line, I'm all wet, can I come in? Uh, MJ was 11. That would have made me 14. So uh, puberty had definitely hit already. Uh, we'll just say that. But she's my Mary. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, I would say, would be my uh, friends at Bench Fits. Um, loved her in uh, Les Mis. Obviously, loved that movie. Um, but I, I think I really loved her in... Um, uh, the Justin Timberlake movie, uh, in time, uh, oh, one of, wow, one yeah. of like super underrated movie, but like it's higher on my list than, than the consensus rankings. I love that movie with JT and Amanda Seyfried. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, definitely watch that. Um, and unfortunately Brooklyn Declare would have to be my kill here. Um, I did enjoy just go with it. Definitely not one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, but I mean, she, she looked good in that movie. I am going to be, Different from both of you. Agreeing with MJ on the kill. Fortunately, got to kill Alicia Cuthbert. Um, I'm going to marry Brooklyn Decker. Decker um, Again, she's only been in one movie, but I mean, she is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, at least in the movie, was an absolute sweetheart. So she's got me. Um, and then friends with Betcha Fitz, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Um, love her voice um, in Mamma Mia. And she is a darling but um yeah i'm unfortunately going to go with brooklyn decker mj what you got oh so listen i actually i was i'm leaning into a very fantasy football related mfk this week and it's only because of really this understanding of the value of this position that's really happened the past week and that's the running back position um if anyone has been keeping up or haven't been keeping up uh, two notable running back superstars, or especially for fantasy, uh, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs um, were unable to come, well, most notably recently, Barkley, but unable to come to an agreement for long-term deals. And now, apparently there is a large, well, there is a group chat with all the uh, superstar running backs um, trying to figure out what they can do to get them more money. Because I agree. I feel like the position has lost value. Um, and franchises don't really see the value in getting a star running back and paying him, right? It's it's the extensions that are having trouble with. So the precursor to this will be with the two of these players potentially refusing to sign their franchise tag. Um, one of them having already signed their franchise tag, who would you MFK? Of course, that's going to be Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and the man who immediately signed his franchise tag, Tony Pollard. 
MFK. Uh, yeah, I'll take this one first. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the homer here. I'm going to marry Tony Pollard. Like, okay. not playing, not playing games. Wants to be a boy. Sign with the boys. Let's let's go win a championship, Tony Pollard. Uh, <laughs> thank, th- thank you for your service, and let's let's go let's go crush it. Um, if we're talking fantasy purposes, I got a friends of benefits Barkley, and then killed Jacobs. I'm just higher on Barkley than Jacobs. Um, although I do think that there's a higher chance that Barkley holds out than Jacobs, but yeah, that's my MFK. Hmm. Talking fantasy purposes here, Josh Jacobs was, I believe, almost the rushing leader last year. Maybe he was actually got the rushing title in 2022. Um, so I'm going with him. Uh, plus he's the youngest of the three. So dynasty plus uh, had the most rushing yards. Yeah. I'll take Josh Jacobs, Mary. Um, I'm going to friends with best of Saquon. I think he's the purely most talented of the three absolute beast and um, absolutely a necessity for the giants to be successful. And with that, going to kill Tony Pollard, who has proven the least, got a lot of uh, hopes for him, but uh, going to kill him. Yeah, I, this is going to be decently easy for me, too. I'm going to have to go Jacobs here. Um, Jacobs, who, yeah, is still young and is continuing to just disprove haters. I was a hater last year. I didn't believe he was going to break out the way he did yeah and he did finish as the rushing leader with 1653 yards last season uh my friends with benchovitz is going to be tony pollard you know what tony was a uh awesome addition to my redraft league last year and he just continued putting up crazy numbers i i sat him one week and i lost that week i don't know what i was thinking but i think he's up for a big year this year and i'm gonna have to kill barkley i just um. Yeah, if anyone is going to really hold out, uh, Barkley's going to be that guy. I mean, he's he's had the hype when he came in the league, and I think he's still riding on that high that that New York media built up persona. So I think he's going to sit. Saquon Bell. I mean Barkley. <laughs> uh those yeah the Le'Veon and who, who has apologized by the way, for how he acted to the, you know, sitting out for the Steelers and lo and behold, James Conner goes in and does just fine. So leading to the downfall of the running back position, just crazy, but, um, awesome MFKs, everybody. Uh, we'll move on to juke box with STS fun train. Juke. Juke. All right, guys got a few quick bops for you. Uh, First one, recommendation by Dave, um, who is co-commissioner in one of the leagues that we are in, Rocky Mountain Club. And he mentioned with the upcoming draft, it would be great to hear what y'all's mindset is going into the draft. And so the song is Motto by NF. Um, I'm going to also throw in Motto by Drake because it's an absolute banger. If you haven't heard of Motto by Drake, you got to. Throwback. Um, you only live once. That's the motto. Censor YOLO. Um, lots of thoughts about the draft. A lot of strategy talk. We talked about the draft preview. But what's your overall motto going into draft day? What's your mantra? What's your motto? Oh, 
shoot. Scott, you got this first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I already mentioned it. Um, it's very simple. It's not a catchy motto, but it's good advice. It's be flexible. Mm. Be flexible. Be flexible. All right. It's good. Hmm. You know what? My my motto is going to be trust the process. Trust the process. All trust right. So process. it was very um, calm, keen. Um, yeah, I think both really good <laughs> mottos. Soft, but uh, but deadly. What, um, what's your motto going into this? Oh, no, I got to yeah. hold back all strategy. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, if I had to um, sum up my motto, it's uh, domination is oh. what I am taking going into to draft day. So I dig it. Trying to build an absolute monster of a team. Yeah, Steven, Steven is win now 100%. There is no other option for him. Again, motto. You only live once. That's the motto. So I guess, uh, yeah, Drake. The Drake song is definitely my uh, my mantra. Um, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Fun song if you haven't listened to it. Based on your draft position, do you still have high hopes for your team? And where do you expect to land 1 through 12 on best draft grade? So basically ranking yourself one to 12, where you think you'll land. Do you have high hopes for your team? Ah, uh, shoot. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll go first with this, Scott. I, uh, oh. in my position, in my position, because I'm missing out on a top eight quarterback. I'm aiming for middle of the pack. At least in terms of team grade. And I, I really that I think that's the best I could try for. Now I oh man, that's such Steve, why are you asking us the hard questions? <laughs> um I yeah, middle of the pack is definitely where I'm going. And if a thing is and what we're gonna find out, a lot of chips have to fall in place for me to feel comfortable with that. And if they do fall in place, I think I could get four or five, four or five in power rankings right off the bat. Four or five. Yeah. Based if on I, draft position of 10, correct? Yes. Draft piss, uh, 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Just depending on when I go, if, if one of my strategies, if I choose to go all in, like the fun train is right here, um, I've built a really aggressive com- compet- competing team. And I'm, I'm confident that, like I said, just trust the process and you know what like scott said you just let you know go with the flow uh, a tough question but yes i th- i think i could push it to top four uh, four or five yeah so uh i'm always a confident person i definitely have high hopes uh am i at a disadvantage drafting 10th absolutely but I'm going to be top third in draft grade. So one, two, three, or four. I'm going to be top third. This confidence is absolutely bonkers from both of you. Absolutely crazy. You don't want me to Um, I I mean, I was going to say four or five for myself, and I got the overall three position. 
Uh, I said middle of the pack, and that's not middle pack. I started I started getting a little bit more confident, but that, I ain't Scott out here to say top three again. I, I, I didn't say top three. I said top third, which is one through four. Oh, top third. Okay. So well, top four. Okay. Um, but I'm glad you guys got high hopes living up to the song. Um we're gonna finish on a even lighter note. Wait, wait, back. wait, wait, wait. I, what? How about you, Steve-O? If you're yeah, putting no, I told you, the- four, four or five. Oh, you did, you did yeah, yeah. Wait, I, you think four or five out of three? Listen, if you're anything other than two at number three, with your experience and how you aggressively you draft, like I think, I think that's a failure if you're not one or two in draft grade. Things look. I just, I am a generally glass half empty kind of guy, and. I like to expect the worst and hope for the best. So I think that things can go crazy. And that's what I'm, uh, I, you know, not to say, I, I mean, I finished undefeated last season and lost in the playoffs. So even if I have the fourth or fifth best team, I don't know if I'll be, you know, any better or worse prepared to win. Is, is Sleeper going to give us a draft grade? Like, are they going to rank our draft? No, but I think there's tools that we can import the league okay. rosters. We'll, and we'll follow up with our uh, post-draft podcast, and we'll let you guys know where where our teams rank and how we feel. Yep. And uh, last but not least, again, going kind of back to our Barbie theme of the week, Barbie Girl by Aqua, classic song on Now One. Um I think all of our listeners out there were probably at the age where they listened to CDs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Barbie Girl, such a bop. And on the new Barbie album, there's a song called Barbie World, which samples Barbie Girl, um, also a bop. So give it a listen um, with the weekend coming up. Do you think Trevor Lawrence or Cooper Cup will finish higher at his position for the year? And we'll say any format. Come on, Bobby. Let's go potty. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, no question. And no question part. Absolutely crazy. MJ, what do you have to uh, say? Cup. Yeah, I'm going with Cup. Here. Which I'm not going to say it's no question, but I feel exponentially more confident. It sounds like we got a side bet to finish out the episode. You let you led us to this moment. So. <laughs> you, uh, you 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 knew I was going to pick Lawrence. Like I have Lawrence yeah, on my current dynasty. You can't be objective. No, I I understand being objective. Cup is old. Like you got. Hey, listen, whoever drafts Cup, more power to you. I hope he does amazing things for you this year. But not not buying it. All right. Buying so it. me and MJ are going to take Cooper Cup to finish higher his position. Um. Scott and uh, we'll obviously use we'll say we'll use our dynasty fantasy points just to have something to reference but um yeah Cooper Cup hiring his position versus Scott taking Lawrence higher disposition um finishing out the episode with a side bet Oof. um tough questions Steve-O I mean I guess I, I agree you don't like to bring the heat at the end when you you're do like to, you, yeah you you always catch me off guard and it i i love it i love it always I, I you're right i have to be more on edge um but the hardest part about that is you know 
you're your own you're your own greatest critic right we're our own greatest critics and oh i i love the fact that we're all just very uh very optimistic about what the draft will how the draft will unfold for each one of us but um good luck gentlemen i can't wait to take your money um thank you for that episode everybody it's been an awesome one it's great to always get back in the swing of things uh fan like we said fantasy season is right around the corner literally right around the corner and we can't be more excited i mean these the off-season months are just news talks here and there but it's not actual football and here we are going to the tail end of the summer and we're going to go straight into football season here in september I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know all of us can't wait. Um, so a big thank you to you guys for taking your time every day to be here and film a podcast with me, record a podcast. Thank you to our listeners. We're always appreciative to everyone who supports us. Um, and like I said, always give us some ideas. If you want something, if you want to, we've been reaching out to some of our listeners for, uh, to be guests. If you want to be a guest, you want to talk some fantasy, hit us up, let us know. We'd love to host you. Um, and pick your brain a bit. See where you stand. See what you think about certain players. See what you think about uh, the NFL as it is. Um, so, thank you, uh, Scott. Yeah, uh, whatever. The money, you know, the buy-in. The buy-in is so I can have fun and 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 play fantasy ball with you guys. Ain't about the money. It's about the ring, aka the title. Bragging rights are worth way more than the money, and I can't wait to be bragging about being the champion uh this time next year um which will be seven months after our championship because it's just gonna be a continuous brag and you know it's coming Mm. so um but no for real uh looking forward to the startup draft uh and we'll see what happens just remember to be flexible fun trail it's uh it's christmas in july honestly oh yeah we were to rank draft day you know, in our list of favorite holidays, it's it's easily cracking top five, maybe cracking top three. Hey, I hear MFK coming on. Maybe for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is uh, it is so exciting, though. I'm super stoked. I'm really excited about this group that we're drafting with, and my hope is that everyone in the league if they're excited or not right now that after the draft they get excited and um i hope that this world of fantasy that we live in they just get sucked in with so um it's so fun it brings people together and i i hope again i hope that everyone in our league becomes a really annoying pestering all i can talk about is fantasy kind of person come football season so um Stoked for it. Look forward to continuing to pot with you guys and excited for the post-draft show where I will inevitably have a better team than both of you. We'll see about that. Thank you guys once again. And I hope you enjoyed another wonderful episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Let's go, Barbie.